0: So much of modern motherhood is spent wishing we were doing better, whether we're comparing ourselves to other moms or to the ideal mom we assumed we'd be before we had kids. But this wishing takes us further and further away from joy and it stops us from being the mom we want to be. I'm Rebecca Brownright and I'm here to help you focus on connection because connecting more deeply with yourself and with your kids will help you forget about mom comparisons. Connection will help you resolve behavior issues with your kids and connection will help you live a life full of real joy because that's what you and your kids deserve. Pause and connect with me for a moment to listen to discussions about connection and motherhood, finding your purpose, smashing cultural narratives, and so much more. This is Pause and Connect. Hello, and welcome to Pause and Connect. I'm Rebecca Brownright, and this is episode nine. It's called 13 easy-ish ways to connect with your child. Now, easy-ish is the key word here. There are countless ideas out there for fun, involved ways that you can connect with your kids. I love those. My daughter and I even recorded an episode on ways to connect with your teens, which was so fun. So you can go and check that out it's a couple episodes back. Um, so I love those fun ways to connect, but this episode is a little bit different. This is going to be about making it easy an easy-ish because in raising kids, nothing is really easy, right? So that's why we're adding the ish on there. Um, It's about taking the ordinary things that you're already doing and then figuring out how to make them something that can have a deeply positive impact on your relationship with your child, a deeply positive connection. So I started this business with my back and forth journal for parents and kids. And I did this because I realized that I personally was going to bed at night sometimes and realizing that I hadn't done anything to connect with my kids that day. And I really hated that feeling. You know, we were busy and my only connections sometimes were, you know, get your shoes on or hurry up and get in the car or hurry up and get out of the car or finish your dinner and get to bed. You know, and I think we all have days like that. And you might have experienced this where you've gone to bed and thought, wait, did I even, did I even have a positive connection with my child today? Because I know I have done that. So that's why I created the back and forth journal because it was a way for me to connect with my kids on those days when we just couldn't spend any time together. We were still connecting by writing back and forth to each other. And so that's what this episode is about. It's about pointing out the pockets in our days where we could potentially be connecting with our kids. I wanna point them out in a way that does not induce guilt because I hate making moms feel guilty for things that they shouldn't feel guilty for but in a way that empowers us to build these connections into our regular rhythms so that over time, these tiny easiest things that we're doing as part of our regular days are gonna add up to deeper connections with our kids. Because we all go through seasons when there's just no time. We go through seasons when we're exhausted. We go through seasons when we're agitated all the time or we're stressed out and we can't focus on, on those positive connections and that's just life. But when we recognize that these easiest pockets are in our days, then we can keep connecting, even when we feel like we have nothing left to give. Because by doing these easiest things, it's it's gonna be a part of the rhythm of our lives. So know that I hate being overwhelming. I hate living an overwhelming life. And so this list of 13 easiest ways to connect with your child is gonna show you how sometimes It just takes a little tweak or a new way of looking at things to make a really powerful connection. I don't want you to feel overwhelmed by these ideas. Okay, let's get started. Well, actually, before we get started, I need to say that it's so important to honor your season of life. Like if you have a newborn or a one-year-old life is just about survival and, and just about getting, getting the basics taken care of and that's okay. If someone in your family is chronically ill or something like that, then you have a lot less to give. If you work 60 hours a week, then you need to be aware that you, you have more tiredness during this stage of your life, and that's okay. So what I want you to do as you listen to this episode is just take from this list what makes sense to you and your life, and then let the rest of it go, okay? So just take good ideas and let your own mind be inspired to add on to those ideas in a way that will work for you okay so first it's often hard to add things to our schedule so we don't really want to add to our schedule with with these easy-ish ideas so when thinking about how you can connect with your child more look at what's already happening in your schedule this is my first tip can you combine a connection activity with something that you already have to do like you have to get this thing done and is there a way to make it a connection with your child So for example, I'm the one in the family who makes the meal plans, it's something I like to do. So I have a daughter who really likes to cook and bake. So I bet that she would enjoy sitting down with me sometimes to plan the meals for the week. I think she would actually really love that. I haven't tried it with her, but as I was preparing for this podcast episode, I thought that's a really good idea and I'm gonna try it. So I already have to do it. So why not bring in a kid who might enjoy it and have them do it along with me? Another example is maybe you have one child who has to go to basketball practice and then the other child has nothing to do. Well, why don't you bring that child along and instead of um, sitting on separate devices, uh, go and take a walk while you wait for the practice to end. Now, again, no guilt. If you need that time to sit on a a phone and zone out for a minute, that's fine. But if this is something that you feel like you can do, because since you're already there, you're already there with, with the kid who's not in basketball practice, then that's a really good idea to do. So look at your schedule and realize what you're already doing. What chores are you already doing? What errands are you already running? Things that just have to happen no matter what. And is there a way to bring your child into it with you? And again, don't overwhelm yourself with this. Maybe just pick one thing that you have to do anyway and see how you can involve a child who might have an interest in that in a way that that's gonna be positive and connecting for both of you. All right, number two is similar. Ask yourself what you're already good at what's something that you just do good do well naturally you, what are your talents because these are really great activities to include your children in because you can teach them what you're passionate about and passionate about and what you know and then if, if you're good at these things then you enjoy them so bringing your child along can be a positive experience or realistically it can blow up in your face if your kid isn't interested in it, right? So let's be real about that and let's be honest. Do you wanna share this with your child or not? You don't have to share all of your talents with your child. But I do want you to stop and think a little bit deeper about your talents. Like, like one of my talents is I play the piano and, and I can find lots of ways to, to share that with my children but sometimes it's just mine and I want it to be mine. And it's also one of those really obvious talents, you know, it's like a performing talent. So if you have one of those talents, a performing talent, or or one of those visible talents, um, think a little bit deeper. That's a good one, and maybe you can involve your children in it, but what other things do you do well? So like um, maybe organizing your house, or maybe you're really good at leading meetings at work. Maybe, You're really good at finding really good music to listen to and creating awesome playlists. Maybe you're good at at cooking or getting out and seeing your city. Maybe you're really fun and you can add fun to any activity. Maybe you're good at teaching, sports, writing, identifying celebrities' noses, (laughs) saying words backwards. That's that's one of my weird talents. Finding bargain deals, remembering everything that's going on in a TV show like that that's seriously a talent because you're you're keeping this information organized in your brain so what are you good at and it could be the really silly things and it could be the really big things but there's probably a way for you to connect with your child in those ways and I'll, I'll talk about that a little bit here so you might want to take some time first to to brainstorm your talents and, and your obvious ones and then your less obvious ones like maybe you're good at at being friendly you're good at gathering people you you know those are kind of the less obvious ones that we don't talk about when we when we talk about talents but they're still really incredible talents so think of all of those things and once you have a good list of your talents think about how you can bring your child along with you so one example this this one's more of like the obvious one like I I like to write and that's something that I enjoy doing so I will often write long love letters to my children this is fun for me Um, and then sometimes I'll write short letters and cards and that's something that that anybody can do whether you have a talent in that or not but Let's say you're not into writing long love letters, okay? Maybe you're, you really love bargain shopping and finding good deals. Well, you can bring your child into that talent with you. You can figure out what they love to collect and you can teach them how to find bargains for it. And that can be a really fun connecting activity for you. I have a sister-in-law who loves to take her teenagers along with her when she runs errands. And as they're out and about, they, they like shopping together. They like looking at things and saying, oh, this would look good in the house. And then they bring it back and, and, and put it in the house. So. That's, that's a talent she has to decorate and to, to find good deals and she brings her teenagers along with her. I have a friend who loves celebrating. She's just the fun friend, you know? And so she always makes ordinary things just a little more, more fun for her kids. So, you know, she might make snack time into a tea party or something like that. Or if she's doing something fun, she's, she brings somebody along with her. You know, she, she gathers people, that's another good talent. So these are good ways that she, she can connect with her kids with her talent. Let's say you're good at sports. Well, you you can you can uh, play soccer in the backyard, or take your kid for a hike, or something like that. I have a friend who is is doing I think like a hundred hikes in a hundred days. I'm totally messing that up. If she's listening to this, I'm sorry, but she's doing this really awesome goal with her son to to do all these hikes in a certain amount of time, and they're loving it. Um, My sister-in-law is really good at gathering people. And when she was a nanny, she would, before she had kids, she would come up with these really cool themes and then invite the neighbor kids of the kids that she nannied over to play dates and kind of had like little parties with them. That was a really good way to connect with them with her talent. Um, Are you good in the kitchen? Then try new recipes together or if you don't want to cook with your, your kids because maybe that stresses you out, you can make their favorite things and then sit down and eat them with them. That's a good way to connect. Do you play an instrument? You can teach your child to sing a song and then accompany them with your instrument. I just watched a video of a friend on Facebook singing a gorgeous duet with her teenage daughter and her daughter was playing the ukulele. It was beautiful. Um, if you're good at woodworking, you can make a birdhouse together. If you're, this is a funny one, but let's say you're good at keeping up with reality stars. I'm serious that that's a talent. You have a brain that can manage all of that information. So go ahead and use that and binge watch um, a reality show with your kid. I mean, age appropriate, of course, and, and then have fun talking about what's going on. Let's say you love to organize or you're good at organizing. Well, you can spend a, a Saturday morning in your kid's room teaching them how to display their Pokemon cards in an organized way so that they can use them better. Like, that, that bonds you, it connects you. Now it doesn't have to be huge, but it can be if you're the sort of person who likes to go big, but just do you. Think about how your talent can draw you closer to your child. And this is gonna be something that will come naturally to you because it's, it's your talent. So this could be fun. And it's, it's something that can just like go into the ordinary rhythms of your day because you're already doing it anyway. All right. Number three is probably the best easiest tip I have to offer. And if you hear nothing else in this episode, commit this one to memory. Number three is to name your activities and i'll explain what that means but naming your activities makes it anything more special it makes moods improve it makes your time together more connected more enjoyable now you don't even have to come up with a special name for things you can just call something what it is but by labeling your activity together it causes you guys to have a a better time together and connect more so at night, my husband and I take the two little kids and we each spend 10 minutes with one kid while we put them to bed. And that's what we call it. We call it 10 minutes. <laughs> the kids are like, are we gonna do 10 minutes tonight? Like it, we're, there's no creativity in that at all, <laughs> but it is labeled. Now the thing is we probably would do it anyway. We'd probably sit with them and talk with them anyway, but because 10 minutes now has a name, the kids look forward to it, they ask for it, They think of what they'd like to do or talk about during that time and it just feels a little bit more connecting that way so we didn't add anything into our day we just named it so how can you do this on the on the fly how can you do this regularly let's say that you you need to take a kid on an errand with you which can normally not be fun you can name it say hey let's go have mom emma time at the grocery store like that's a name for it. And now suddenly this activity is a connecting activity because now you're both viewing it in that way. Um, you can, you can um, make library time more of an adventure. Like let's, we're gonna go on a hunt. We're gonna go hunt for the best babysitter's b- club book. Um, so this, this, is, this is just like just naming it in the moment now it's something that you guys are doing together. Now you're connected. And instead of like, how about instead of calling homework what it is, you can call it stump mom time. And then see if your, your kid can teach you something that you don't know as you're helping them with the homework. If, if helping them with homework is a part of your regular routine, then that was something you were gonna do anyway. Now just call it stump mom time. And it's this fun thing. It's this thing to look forward to. And it's, it's a connected time where you guys both know it's set aside for the two of you. The point is to just pause for a minute and point out that the two of you are doing something together. So it helps you be more mindful that this is time for the two of you and it makes your child feel special. It fills their cup so that they don't have to fight for your attention later. And I think doing this helps me put my phone away because I've named it. So I'm acknowledging that this is my time with my child. And so it's easier for me to keep my phone out of my hand at that time and it helps kids remember like they already got their time with you so they just don't have to fight for your attention okay and this leads me to idea number four which is um, almost the same thing but it's a little bit more formal so that was like on the fly and this is more formal and it's called special time you schedule special time into your week and this makes a really huge impact so what we do in our family and you can do it however you want but you set aside 10 15 minutes to have a special one-on-one time with your child and then you schedule it so they know to look forward to it and to think of what they want to do Um, you don't have to always keep it like wednesday at seven o'clock because maybe your your schedule changes all the time but maybe on sunday you can say hey wednesday at seven o'clock this week we're going to have special time and you you can you can do that and then your kids know to expect it now you establish your own rules our rules are we don't do screen time during special time the child is allowed to choose what we do and it has to be something that's done in our house and we put a timer on and so it's just it's just fun. When that special time gets here, um, I ask my kid, what are we gonna do? And they tell me what they wanna do and we're doing it in the house or in the backyard. So it's typically, typically just something we pull off a shelf, like we color, we read books, we might tell stories, we might play with their stuffed animals, which is not as hard as I, as I used to think it was. I, all I have to do is just like hold a stuffed animal and then they bring their stuffed animal over and, and they start talking and, and tell me what to do. So. If you're not good at playing pretend, like all you have to do is just pick something up and the kid will tell you what to do. At least that's that's what works for me. So anyway, trust me on special time. When we started doing this, we actually saw some behavior issues completely disappear. Now, not all, but we did see some of them go away. Um, I've said in other episodes that I have a daughter who has ADHD and, and um, I did not understand how her brain works and i was really parenting from a place of fear and a place that just was not designed for her and so we had a lot of problems that had built up over several years as i parented in kind of a harsh way it not kind of it was a harsh way and as i as i dialed back from that Um, behavior started to get better and then special time really really knocked out some of the bad behavior it just did because she knew she was getting time with me and she just didn't have to fight for it and we had a good time when we were together and so things she just it just improved things it was like magic really was okay so number five is one that I'm actually terrible at but it's one that I think is worth trying to get better Um, and i don't think i have to be better good at this all the time but i i want to be a little bit better at it sometimes um it is an easy-ish one and an easyish one to have in your day because it's um we're all driving somewhere someday and so number five is to take advantage of car time so if you're in the car a lot um, your kids are stuck in there with you and they can't go anywhere and so that's a good time to have talks and that's a good time to have good conversations especially for preteens and teens because they don't have to make eye contact with you so you can have the harder conversations with them. Now, as I said, I'm I'm not great at this because my mind tends to wander while I'm in the car and it, it just does. I, I just kinda, you know, I think we all have our space where we like to go and just let our mind wander and that's my space. Like, I pay attention to the road, but I like to just kinda think about things while I'm driving. So, um, so this isn't easy for me, but I, I do, when I can do it, I, we have the best conversations <laughs> better than we have anywhere else. They just tell me something that they wouldn't tell me somewhere else. There's just a power and not, I think for kids in not having to look at your parent in the eye, I think it helps them open up. So sometimes when I'm trying to do this better, um, when I'm like consciously trying to do this, and if there's not a natural conversation happening, I might do something fun like starting a story and having my child finish it or ask them to tell me um, their highs and lows of the day, or I might tell them a story about when I was younger or something like that. So that's when when I need a little push to do this a little bit better, I might start off by doing that and then the conversation will just start to flow typically. Okay, number six is a really simple one. And this is, again, remember we're trying to come up with things where we're already doing them and we can make this a little bit more connected so that when you hit your next like really difficult time in your life you already have these patterns established that if you're not able to take your kid to the movies or go to ice cream or do all the extra fun connection things you still have these things that are already established and and set so that's what this one is number six is to do chores together so you have to get the chores done And then it's also good to teach your kids responsibility, right? And so teaching them how to do chores is part of that. So why not do chores side by side? Sometimes, you don't have to do it all the time because sometimes that takes longer to do it side by side, But, but you can maybe sweep the kitchen while your child does the dishes, or maybe you guys can shovel the snow together and have a race, or maybe you can split a room in half and each of you take a side to tidy just doing it together is is something you were you had to do it anyway now you do it together and you can make it fun and this is where connection comes in even better so put on favorite music or a podcast that's just for the two of you that you guys only listen to during chore time Um, maybe try and beat the clock or maybe try and and beat each other and at in your speed um you can name it (laughs) give it a like ridiculous name like Uh, The Brown Family Bathroom Beautification Bash, you know, like you can can use alliteration, you can rhyme, you can name things um, and make it a little bit more fun. And here's the thing, if you do name it and if you use enough enthusiasm, your younger kids are gonna get excited and they might not know that they've been hoodwinked (laughs) into doing chores. Your older kids, they'll know what's going on, but it might work for your younger kids. All right, number seven is my favorite and it is to leave notes for your kids. And this is because we we really don't have enough hours in the day where we can just connect. Even during quarantine, during the pandemic, which is happening now still, um, we're we're together a lot more, but we're not connected together because the kids are doing Zoom and we're doing Zoom, and and we have all these all these things where we're pulled in different directions, and even when we're not doing zoom time even when when it's it's normal time before the pandemic and hopefully when the pandemic is over and we we're back to kids are in school or daycare and then they have all their activities at night um, that's it's just busy and there's there's just not a lot of time to do connected things together and some seasons are even busier than other seasons and so Um, this is a good time to just use notes in 30 seconds you can write a sweet note to your child and leave it on their bed put it in their lunchbox on their mirror something like that if you don't have 30 seconds you can just scribble I love you or do a smiley face on a sticky note and leave it where your your child is gonna find it like that's enough that's good and it's really appreciated and it makes your child feel special now if you have children who don't read yet this still works you can draw pictures stick figures work you can write a note anyway, you could write a really long note or a short note because kids when they go to their bed and they see a note on their pillow, they're going to be excited even if they can't read and then they're, they're going to bring it to you and ask you to read it to them. So that's another way to connect together in a, in a simple way. You, you wrote them something that was a connection and now you read it together and that's a second connection. All right, number eight is my favorite too hug now some people are natural huggers and i am not one of those people (laughs) i've had to train myself to hug my children and my husband more often i I wish i wasn't this way but it's what it is you know and so i just work with it so i've learned over and over about the power of a hug touch is so healing it's so reassuring and loving and calming it's so calming i use this in when my kids are melting down too Uh, actually my last episode on here go check it out it's about how to handle when your kids are melting down and hugs feature into that in a huge way because hugs do some sort of like magical deposit into your bank account of patience. and i'm seriously not kidding each time you hug the connection between you and your child builds and then when your kid stomps her feet at you because you asked her to fold her laundry then you're able to draw on that bank account because you you stored some hugs in there, you stored some positive feelings in there. And so you m- might not feel as frazzled by the time the foot stomping occurs. And of course, we're still gonna get frazzled. This is not a, a magic cure, but hugs are such a powerful tool. And you can even make it more of a conscious thing. Uh, my daughter and I did this because we were, we were, like I said, I had a hard time raising her until I understood her better. And so, as we were kind of coming out of that fog of not understanding each other we were we were still struggling and so um, so I I said, said to her why don't we try and hug each other 20 times a day and she really liked that idea she was probably like eight or nine and it turned into this game that we did and we made up different rules as we went along you know like we couldn't get all 20 out in one shot we had to make it happen all day It had to stretch that was one of the rules and the tension in our home really seriously decreased. It was so fantastic. It was magic. And then after that, I began training myself to hug her as soon as tensions began to rise and that changed everything for us. So hugs are really, really powerful and they're good for, for preventing um, negative breakdowns in your relationship and also for connecting you when you have those negative breakdowns in your relationship. So they're just fantastic number nine is one that takes less than five seconds and it's a cute one so come up with a special handshake that belongs to just you and your child and then you can use it at different times of the day so like if they're running out the door to catch the bus you just do that five second handshake before they go or right before bedtime you do the handshake or as soon as they get home from school or when they get in the car that's you just do this cute little handshake and it, it's gonna make your child feel really, really special. It's gonna put a smile on your own face cause it's silly and then your connection deepens and it just took you five seconds. Um, you could also do maybe a special phrase like see you later alligator. I mean, it's, it's, it's silly and it's, it's not like super personal but if you do it like every single time they leave for school, then that's something that connects you. Does that make sense? So again, we're looking for easyish ways. That something that we we don't we're already parting from each other. Why not just add a little phrase or a little handshake to make that a little bit more connecting and a little bit more um, like we're going to look at each other. We're going to actually look at each other when we walk away from each other instead of like they're running out the car and they don't they don't see you and they're not even talking to you. Does that make sense? Now a- again, like. This doesn't have to, you don't have to feel bad if, if your kid does just run out the car and doesn't look back, that's fine. But if that's an area where you think it would be nice to connect, a handshake is gonna help you or a special silly face that you guys do. That's, that's gonna help you. Something when you wake up, something when they go to bed, just pick a time to use this tool. Because the point here is just pick something that belongs to the two of you and then do it regularly because it's special and it connects. Now, number 10 sounds hard, but it's gonna save you a lot of time in the long run. Number 10 is to pause when your child asks for you. So this is a game changer. You know, a lot of times we're so busy, um, especially in the time of COVID when we are on Zoom all the time and, and, and trying to work from home while our kids are right next to us. It's really hard to have our attention pulled away from what we're trying to do. But have you ever heard of the phrase, a stitch in time saves nine? So that's referring to stitching up a small hole or a tear promptly instead of waiting for to repair it later once it's grown bigger and requires more stitches. So then it would require nine stitches instead of the one that it could have taken. So that works that that thought process works when kids are asking for us. You know how as soon as you get started on an involved project like you're frosting cupcakes for a birthday party or you're sorting the laundry or you're painting a bedroom or something that's right when your kids come in and want all your attention (laughs) it's just it's just magic if you want your kids to give you attention start doing something and they'll come and interrupt you (laughs) so you can reverse it that way but anyway what i know i tend to do is shoo them away because i i don't really have time for for what they're doing i'm in the middle of something and then but then they come back and they they whine about something or maybe they start fighting with somebody else or maybe they pick on the cat or they break something or they spill something. So each of these interruptions then builds up to like, I can't get anything done. And it's super exasperating, right? And it makes me explode. So the next time, if this is relatable to you, the next time your, your child asks you to come and look at them, like when they're wa- dancing or when they want to read a book or something like that go ahead and do it. Now you can't do this all the time, of course, but try and do it more often than not, because what you're doing is you're communicating to your child that they're important to you and you want to connect with them. And then this is the magic. You're giving them the attention they need. And now they don't need to come back to you and keep begging for attention in all those other destructive and frustrating ways. So you're doing that stitch in time saves nine, you're giving them what they need in the moment. And then they're not going to need to, to have nine more moments, um, because they, they feel heard, they feel seen, they had your attention, you guys connected. Now, of course, this, this doesn't happen perfectly all the time. And you're, you might have a kid who comes back again and again and again and keeps wanting more. And that's, that's okay. But just, just, take a look at yourself and see it have you gotten into a pattern because I know I do this all the time where I get into a pattern of saying no no or just a minute just a minute just a minute all the time and if I'm in that pattern then this is a good time to just reevaluate and look at look at what I'm doing and just just say okay can I say yes can I go over to them a little bit more often so give that a try and see how it works okay number 11 is a really fun and super easy one. It's not even easy-ish, it is easy. And that's to share a favorite TV show together. (laughs) And this counts, okay? It really does. Now, we've, we've had it beaten into our heads that our kids shouldn't have screen time, but there is a way to bond over a TV show and actually connect, especially when your kids get older. But also when they're young, because if you're watching a show that you both really enjoy, then you guys can talk about that later. You know, you you can bring up a a character and what they did or you you can have inside jokes. And so it kind of connects you all throughout the day. And maybe maybe you're even quoting things and it becomes a quote that's in your family and that that happens from TV you know we're a culture who we're a people who love stories all people love stories and so watching stories even though we know we're not not supposed to just zone out on on TV all day long but watching stories can connect us and if we if we do that together and it's our special one and, and maybe every Sunday night at 7 we watch this one show with this one kid you know that's super Connecting—it's exciting, it's fun to look forward to, and it's easy because you're going to enjoy it too. So, it, and it doesn't take any any amount of effort, which is so great. So, that's my that's a, my easiest one on here. Okay, number twelve is a, a pretty easy one too, easy-ish because it does take some thought process, but it's to set the stage for a good after-school activity or after, uh, sorry, I meant to say after school or after activity talk. So what I mean by that is before your child leaves for school or for soccer or something like that, ask them to think about something specific that they can then report back to you when they get home. So it could be something simple like, hey, make sure you tell me what you had for lunch. I really wanna know. Or um, why don't you count all the ponytails on your soccer team today? I'm, I'm curious, I, I think it's gonna be six. Tell me how many, how many it actually is. Or maybe it's something more deep, like look for someone who's lonely and tell me how you helped them. Um, But the idea here is that you're, Starting the day or your or, or before they leave you're thinking together of something that you can share later So right there you're connecting and then throughout the day when your child's reminded. Oh, yeah My mom wants to know about the ponytails then they're thinking of you and then they're coming back to you and they're reporting to you And so you that's this little thread that's gone through your day and has connected you and it's 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 just it's pretty easy to do and you don't have to do it every day but you can just fall back on that tool every now and then because then you're connecting even when you're not in the same place together all right number 13 is my favorite wait i think i've said that like three or four times so i have a lot of favorites on here but this might be my favorite favorite and it is to use my back and forth journal now this journal was such a game changer for my relationship with one child in particular and it has been for my others as well. But I wanna tell you about this one child because this one child really had a hard time articulating how they were feeling when I would ask them questions out loud. So they were not the kid who I could be like, hey, tell me your high and your low for today, because they couldn't do it. They couldn't come up with anything. But in the back and forth journal, They revealed so many incredible things that I had no idea about. They could tell me their highs and lows of the day. They told me what they love about themselves and I learned that they have this incredible self-esteem that I didn't know that they had and that, that was really, really awesome to see as a mom. They told me what they feared which was really great because then I was able to help them with that and then they also told me a bunch of really silly things which was fun and then what's really cool about the journal is I was then able to share things about myself with them which helped them get to know me better and it's just this nice connection round and round now I also have a child who has no problem telling me how they feel they'll tell me how they feel in their sleep and But the back and forth journal brought us closer too, surprisingly. So sometimes um, this child even will use it now when they're angry at me. And this is actually a positive thing. It doesn't sound like it is, but it is. Because sometimes we, we can't see eye to eye and this kid will stomp away from me. And then they'll take out the back and forth journal and they'll write to me and tell me what they're mad about. And they put it on my pillow. And then... I find it later and I've had some time to think and so I write back to them and then we talk about it and so this kid just figured this this out on their own which I think is cool they just but the, the tool was there for them and they, they thought I'm gonna use this when I'm angry. So that's been great. But they also use it, that this kid also, even though they'll tell me whatever's on their mind, they also tell me things in the journal that I, I still didn't know, even though they tell me things all the time. So it's been a really good tool for us to communicate effectively with each other. And you can get one too. So just check out my website, rebeccabrownwright.com. And then I'll also link to it in the show notes, to my back and forth journal in the show notes. It's seriously so good. It really is. Okay, and that's that. Thank you for being here. I hope you found these ideas to be not overwhelming, (laughs) but empowering. Something that you can easily pick up and start doing without too much effort. Remember, you can't do everything all the time, and you're going to have seasons that are even harder to do the things that you want to do. But you can do a little something to connect with your child today. And I hope that you got something from, that, from this episode to do. Thank you so much for being here, and happy connecting. Thank you so much for pausing and connecting with me today. Your support seriously means the world to me. If you found this episode helpful, I want you to know I have countless other resources for you to find more connection in your motherhood and life. Head to my website, rebeccabrownwright.com to check out my blog, check out my back and forth journal for parents and kids, and take a look at Pause and Connect Academy, where you can find courses to help you stop yelling, find your strengths, and finally get your kids to listen to you. As always, if you enjoyed this episode, please consider leaving a positive review, sharing it on social media, or sharing with your friends. I love you and I want you to thrive in your motherhood and life. Thank you for being here. Now go forth and connect.